on January 6, 2021, uh, Trump supporters and QAnon groups decided to try to, well, they did. They performed a coup on the U.S. Capitol over a lost election. And the saddest part is that, like, you can, I don't care what anybody says, when you have the president egging them on, flaring them up, say, come on in, come on January 6th, we're going to have, we're going to march to the Capitol and we're going to give them a piece of our mind, blah, blah, blah. And just, it is, I think it's appalling. I think it's just, I am still, it is what today is the 10th, four days ago. And I'm still, it still irks me. And what's irking me more now is besides the, the act is the idea that, uh, what are you fight? What are you fighting for? These right wing Trump supporters over a lost election four years ago, you were telling everybody, suck it up. It is what it is. Get fucked. But now, since you lose, you can be like a little baby and say it's a stolen election. Wah, wah. Get the fuck over yourself. And then the idea of, like, even if you, okay, I don't care that you vote Republican. I do have a weird problem understanding why you support Trump because like this invasion of coup, this coup, like was it for taxes? Nope. Was it for your guns? Nope. Was it for even like small businesses? The best part is I've seen people say, you know, they're just tired and they're mad that, you know, the, the government gave me only $600 and they don't want even the stimulus, blah, blah, blah. But the idea that they were saying it was only $600, that's where your education is low. We are dealing with, which just got turned, thankfully one bright thing of January 6th, is the the Senate has now moved, turned blue, so that, you like it or not, we now have on, when the inauguration for Joe Biden happens, we're going to have a blue house, a blue Senate, and a blue president, so at least then we're going to get some stuff passed. It might not be what you like, but the idea that there will be some more relief coming for some people with this pandemic. But the thing is, what's more asinine is, you have these people, and like, and what also gets me more mad is all these people who are uh, vocal when, during the summer, these conservative people that um, we're saying black, uh, you know, black lives matter were riots and not quiet protests, even though there are footage showing, showing like police egging on violence or the idea of, you know, it's just crazy to think. And then the idea that when it was black lives matter, Trump had the national guard on standby in front of the Capitol building. But for this time, he acted he acted dumb. 
He said, you guys are, I know you're mad, but you got to go home, stay peaceful. Even though they broke in, broken glass, there were found pipe bombs, two of them at least. They found, they had footage of people, like there was a, a, a gentleman that had zip ties on him and was kept masked up because he was about to take hostages. And the idea of just seeing the footage and it is, it's incredible in the idea that I've been even saying it of there has been 86% of police department people, officers voted right for Trump and how easily it was so looked like so lowered amount of police at the Capitol and like the pepper spray that they're saying they're using. I've seen more, I've seen bigger cans of pepper spray in females' purses than what these cops were doing on these these people. And the point I'm trying to get to is, this is clearly, like, also, like, an outlining thing of, this is clearly showing there is a straight, big line of race. The idea that, okay, you're going to perform a coup, and the idea that I'm trying to get to is, there's such a double standard for white people to be able to break glass, go into offices, go onto the the Capitol's floor yelling, we want Trump, we want Trump, even so badly. And not even, there was one one fatal gunshot there from policeman to a, a rioter. Well, yeah, rioter. Whatever. And then there were three of them that died from complications from probably from tear gas or some shit. And then there was a police officer apparently that got fucking like squished or something. Some of like he he died there, but because he like even Trump is going to turn his back on the people that are either cops, which he's been praying for for the summer. He's not even going to say anything about this cop's death, which is kind of fucked up too, to think about you guys are supporting a guy who will throw you into the fire before him. And the part that gets me more mad, what I want to get back into is, okay, so you have, I don't want to throw him under the bus like that, but like, so, like, Colin Moriarty, you are were very vocal about, oh, riots are bad. We need to have fine peace during the summer. But this one time with, uh, with a more right-wing analogy on it, he, even, he was vacant, very quiet and everything. And I'm not saying, because, like, it is your, it's your own prerogative, but I just think it's very odd, especially since you were a person who has... A American history like background and into this this is a part of history now that you're being voiceless about and I just think it was very odd the idea of not even just sticking to gaming but the idea of like these uh you could be right-wing comedians they're not right-wing but the idea that they be, they're on this plane of like pointing out the craziness of the left but even though they might be centrist but then just to play it off as a joke. It is a joke in the sense of when you look at the people that are there, it looks fucking disgusting in the sense that it's just a cry out for me- mental health. We need, you know, the things that you're afraid of. The people there who are fighting for, like, they want Trump to win, 
because they're afraid of also like there's probably a, someone in their mind oh it's about taxes the people that are fighting for people that make four hundred thousand dollars or more they're probably making only twenty five thousand dollars themselves like you're you're fighting for somebody who will not fight for you it's odd to me but back to the like because if this was a black lives matter protest that got you know got onto the capitol hill we'd have there'd be deaths there'd be multiple deaths multiple fucking probably people dying in the hospital bed from tear gas people with bludgeon heads but for some reason because it was white they're trying to play like oh it was just you know <laughs> uh you know excuse my language i'm gonna say oh just let the retards run out they're gonna go home they're not going to do anything they're dumb I don't think it's fair. And I think it's very odd. Also, now we have people of Trump's White House workers quitting their jobs. Some who work with, like, the First Lady. Uh, today, one of his, like, um, people, like, the planner of his, like, what he's supposed to be, like, you know, a person who's supposed to sit down with Trump and say, this is how you should talk to the American people. He quit. And hearing the audacity he's saying on on news channels, saying, oh, well, this one was very different. That's why I stepped down. He trying to say he's not been around Trump for the past eight months. Bullshit. And, like, the idea that, oh, because uh, someone I saw a clip of brought up, like, why this change compared to, like, oh, let's see, look, 2016. It goes, oh, I remember that. That was back with, like, the, the locker room talk. Well, that's different. So, you, you didn't see the signs when he was saying grab girl women by the pussy, uh, making fun of a person with a handicap of like that hand report, that guy with the messed up hand, that reporter. If that didn't change it now, it's because the, the problem went to their front door. That's the part. And then the idea that I want to say before, before we get really into the cousin Cecil show, uh, the left, I hope you keep on the gas. Keep pushing. Keep calling your uh, the senators, your house reps, um, your delegates. Because that's the thing that's more even fucked up. I forgot to even mention. But the idea of like, if you listen to some of the people that were at that rally, I'll give, I'll give the, I heard today, Mark Rubio trying to, fluff up Trump's mess to keep it not so bad. Okay. There was a hundred thousand people at a, at this protest earlier that day. And then a fraction of them invaded the Capitol. Okay. Right. But then at the same time, then you are supporting the bad part of this percentage. You're trying to say it's a small percentage of you're saying, Oh, it's bad. But the idea of, you know, damn well, it's the, president's fault for this whole thing to come at your footsteps this could have been done way earlier or the idea of it is what it is about voting it that's why i also want to stick to the left i want you to keep your guns keep not guns up keep the foot on the gas i want you guys to stay in politics i want you guys to keep thinking about even the next two years we're going to walk into a not like a good sense but the idea of we're going to have a all one-sided um, House, Senate, uh, presidency, 
So we're going to see some stuff get done the first two years. But then in two years, we have another we have another election. This was one of the biggest elections of the ever. We had the most turnout for everybody, left and right. Just keep the foot on the gas and make sure we stay in the in the zone of keeping up what we want to change and keep it going. Uh, I I think uh, I'm more shocked it hasn't happened yet. I don't know. I don't understand how this works. But like you know what, like I'm surprised the 25th Amendment hasn't been even pushed farther than just being talked about. Like even it involves Mike Pence. Apparently, I heard Mike Pence was or his name was being yelled at in the crowd, saying "Hang Mike Pence" because he didn't have the quote unquote courage to stop the election, even though he is not he's not able to. But Trump said he could, so then you know he's going to be a bad guy now. Isn't that how it is? Fuck you. Trump supporters. I don't care if you vote Republican because in the sense of you have some beliefs, but the idea of the Trump supporting Q and like even QAnon shit, but the idea of the Trump supporting thing, there's something in his feeling about being a nationalist. And the problem is it's clearly a want to be a white nationalist. This ain't because in my head, if you want to be a nationalist of America, that means you should support every race right because america is a melting pot of races but no it's about you wanting to be number one race of america that's where it's a big fuck you because there's a lot more people in this world or even in this fucking country that you're not the fucking problem or you're not the the word the thing that we should worry about the idea of it's just crazy and i like it just is more literally fuck off i can't believe it of like we have to well i you know what and i'm not gonna it's me saying as a white person i can't believe it but talking to friends hearing other podcasts of their opinions the idea they're not surprised but they're also you know they're black and they're brown they also been seeing it for years so i'm not i'm not never want to put their thoughts undermine of this opinion of there's clearly a social dilemma i am also like so the idea like just fuck you you trump supporting nationalist fucks and now after seeing also like how the 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 biggest um police squad the the one that works covers the capital i agree we should just defund the police, not abolish, defund, treat them like they do schools and take a little bit of money away from them each year and try to make them figure out why they have a fucking battalion of tanks and not, oh, I don't know, a like a social worker that can help talk to them or even a therapist of like how to, you know, diffuse a, uh, a problem. So, yeah. And then on that note, uh... Hopefully we got 10 more days of Trump, but hopefully it'll be gone in three days or maybe five days. But I have one more thing before we start the real show. We're
All right, and welcome back to the real Cousin Cecil show, where it's just me in the thing by myself. And um, again, obviously I've said it before, but you know, we had we had a good five days of the new year and then shit at the fan. But how you guys doing? Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Hope, you know, I hope you guys are you know, taking care of your mental health with all the shit going on, you know, try to find the brighter things of life. Not about this shit, because that's something is just fucked up. But the idea, hopefully you, uh, enjoyed your, uh, Christmas weekend. Well, holiday week off with, uh, schooling. If you're a person who listens, listen to this and had to go back to schooling on the, <laughs> on the six, but, uh, but yeah, uh, all things considered, I've been doing fine. I mean, I haven't been playing that much games, so obviously this is going to be a lighter thing of uh, the Cousin Cecil show slash uh, what I've been playing. But uh, yeah, we'll just get into it about um, what I've been playing. And I've been playing Fortnite really bad, really heavy. I'm uh, level 74 of the Battle Pass. Uh, I've been having a really great time. Because uh, I've been playing solo and hitting some victories, which, which I've said before, but you know, uh, got a trios before, got a duos with Chalfi, and we've been playing a squad with uh, Chalfi. Uh, I believe his name is Matt, but he go by uh, Jagoosh, Jagoosh, I think, and then his wife uh, Orange Dahlia, and we've been uh, actually been doing really well in squads. It's been pretty fun. It's pretty amazing to have uh, a game. I've always took a like a second, like you, Fortnite. No, no, thank you. Because a, I've tried and never had a had a good time with it. But now, for some reason, with the my new upgraded machine having sixty frames, has been really good. But but yeah, uh, real quick, I have I forgot to mention, I play I finished uh, Man of Madon. And that was okay. Uh, I think it's good. I think it also does a, a step backwards in the uh, in the game engine compared to like the other versions of their type of games, like Nintendo Until Dawn. And then, uh, but one of the newer games, I'm still in. It's in the it's in the machine. I just also so. Uh, early into it. I don't want to put a real dis, uh, answer onto it, but I've been playing some Captain Tsubasa uh, Rise of the New Champions, which is a, apparently Captain Tsubasa is a very old anime, like back, like looks like uh, back when Speed Racer was like the top quality of anime, like, like that kind of anime. But uh, it is a, a more arcadey anime soccer game. And the reason I don't want to put no judgment on it just yet, because I'm still getting the bearings of playing, like, you know, about the idea of, like, hit this button for the pass, hit this button for the long pass, and, like, all the the bars. Because um, since it's anime, it has a little bit of, like, uh, Mario Super Strikers in the sense of if you have enough energy, you can do, like, these more out-of-left-field out of uh, strikes or hits for the goal. Which like you know has like a, a blue a red energy falcon behind it going Kah! 
bomb where you kick the ball or like a line and shit. But the reason I'm, uh, he said it's so early, I've only played a little bit of this solo story mission, story mode, which only gave me like two real soccer games, but the rest has been dialogue since it's a, a very dialogue based anime. Like they even have like, uh, cut scenes like during halftime that are like way like, wow, we're going to sit here and talk for two, for a very long time. But I'm trying my best not to take that in uh, for granted because I've heard other people explain or experience that same thing. Like it's a really good game if you cut the dialogue out. I don't want to really cut out all the dialogue because I, you know, I kind of want to understand what I'm doing besides just playing soccer. But it is fun. It seems entertaining, and I got it for a really good deal. So that's why, yeah. Uh, but that's basically it for playing because obviously uh what is it fortnite's been the go-to thing every day and it's been very fun but yeah uh let, let me look up some news all right the first thing i looked up just more because it's right here uh the medium had its final preview this week and people are saying like i'm on the ign one they did about a 20 minute little demo they said it looks promising and then some of their final statements is, if the rest of the game is anything like the demo, the medium will ooze, will be oozing with tension and atmosphere. And hopefully a little bit more challenging puzzle solving. So they hopefully they can put a little bit more challenging puzzles. Maybe they, you know, it's a demo. They could have, they probably have more. But to the end, the developer said you'll spend about a third of the campaign each in in the real world, the spirit world, and then a split screen dual world scenarios. And then they also were discussing like even some of the monsters like you saw like the person has a like a a flashlight that blinks the faster kind of like Death Stranding which I've seen but it blinks faster the closer the monster are where you have to go hide and hold your breath in a, like a cabinet or some shit. So that's pretty cool. I mean the monsters also just shadow. He said it would look like a shadowy winged monster but yeah I gotta go hide. Just more saying it because obviously it's a promising game for 2021. It's going to come out sooner than later. Also, Scorn's on that lineup for Xbox. Xbox needs those games, so happy to talk about it. And then, in case you missed it, uh, the Gen Design, which is the the last Guardian developers, apparently teased their next project on their 2021 greeting card. And then also two uh, two stories I kind of missed out on. The first one's like the more neutral one. Sony has seven PlayStation projects for entertainment setup. Three of them are movies, and four of them are TV shows. And obviously, the last The Last of Us is one of the TV shows. So there's one, and then Uncharted with Tom Holland is one of the movies. So there's five that we don't know yet, but. That just so you know, and then also I just more feel bad because I've talked about it before. Uh, around Christmas, uh, John Huber, aka well, no, formerly known as or no, aka Brody Lee, FKA, formerly known as Luke Harper in the WWE universe, he passed away. He had a a long a lung complication that was not COVID related. And the reason I say it, because obviously I really like Brody Lee. Uh, I liked him back when he was Luke Harper. 
and I'm more, it was really, death sucks, period. But the idea of knowing that, you know, he his two sons who are eight and three lost their dad around, around Christmas, even though, you know, whatever it is, but they, around the holidays, it's very uh, terrible. It's always terrible. But the idea that he was on, like the last match, I didn't know he was even uh, recovering from a lung issue. But like the last match that uh, he had on AEW was like one of the better ones because it was like the collar match with Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes came back back in black hair and all that shit. But um, I wanted more also state like this is probably I don't want of course I don't want him to be dead, but I'm more happy to see how AEW handles a situation with a a uh, a person on their roster that passes. They did a beautiful tribute show, which there was like they even postponed it. Like it was supposed to be like uh, the night that they had the tribute show was supposed to be like the day uh, week one of like the New Year's bash stuff. So they just said, "Fuck it, we're gonna postpone it for uh, delay it for a week, and we're gonna have this Brody Lee special." And they had Brody Lee Jr., so the oldest son of uh, John uh, make these matches and they were some dream tag team matches it was really good to watch really entertaining they also still got to push forward the stories storylines even though you know the son was handling it and what's really cool is apparently they also gave his son the the red version of the TNT championship belt and he is the, the TNT championship for life and he already has like a like a contract with AEW. Once he turns eighteen, he can use. So in ten years, that's really cool. And they also, uh, it's just really amazing because, without saying it like that, you know, John was the first person to have that belt, and he had the title reign before Cody Rhodes won it, and all that shit that started the real storyline currently. Well, Darby has it now, but. The idea, it's very amazing to see. I'm just more happy to see a, uh, like, you. if you're so used to how Vince handles it and seeing such a way, oh, my, oh, so that's how a company's supposed to handle a passing of their, you know, wrestlers. So it's really cool to see. And what got me was, like, there was a small, like, even, I don't even think, uh, they just let the, the wrestlers do little tributes to Luke Harper for WWE, which was, I thought was kind of messed up for Vince not to do anything besides like a tweet saying, sorry, you know, rest in peace, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, get off that note. But rest in peace, John Hoover. But Nintendo plans to purchase Next Level Games, the developers behind Luigi's Mansion 3, as well as Super Mario Strikers and Metroid Prime federation forces i didn't know more just news they're gonna acquire them i didn't know that they didn't already own the people who would make uh luigi's mansion so i mean yeah it's been a very quiet uh you know it's still that holiday season it's very quiet what's going on with uh gaming world they're not even really talking yet because it's still i don't want to call it the holidays for them but you know it's just been quiet news because it's still January. Well, I also want to just for say uh 
thank to backtrack from last week's episode. I want to say thanks, Ben, for coming on. You're very appreciated. But um, and also I wanted more just for my end because I don't he didn't say anything wrong. Um, issue seven of DC's Death Metal came out, so at least I can at least uh, explain a little bit more of what the DC universe is going to look like in 2021 without being so like the legalities and paperwork that might happen with AT&T. Um, this is going to be a, a spoiler for death metal. So sorry, but long story short, uh, within this, this story arc, uh, the DC heroes have been able to regain their memories from since the dawn of time. So the idea of what I'm trying to say is Superman now knows how strong he was before crisis of infinite earth. Uh, the whole idea that, uh, rebirth, this the whole rebirth currently with like, they don't know their technically past before new 52 and how new 52 was kind of brand new people or like, you know, they're, I'm a, you know, a new face of Batman, blah, blah, blah. This has made them learn their whole, uh, memories because also then obviously they defeat the bad guy without spoiling everything. Uh, it was wonder woman who took the final punch idea, but she also died kind of during it. And involved, which was really cool, uh, so that people understood too, which kind of happens with January 6th. Uh, the Batman Who Laughs was full of uh, crisis energy, and crisis energy has apparently been portrayed as uh, selfishness, and like obviously bad energy, but they used the word selfishness, which I thought was kind of interesting hearing, you know. Hearing that, and Wonder Woman was able to gain this uh, because of the whole story. I don't want to get spoiled. I'm spoiling a little bit of it. Anti-crisis energy and was able to overcome Batman who laughs, but passed away. And then, but she got to meet basically the the race of basically it would be like the I don't want to call them the writers, but because uh, Zack Snyder or Scott Snyder made this this race pet. Uh, Petra, which was the main baddie that started this whole thing and gave a real backstory. Like she is the mother of like the, the monitor and the anti-monitor and all that shit, the world forger. Um, and she turned her back on her race and made the DC universe like this really not bad, but like the idea that it's so chaotic they're talking about. She got to meet that race and they very interesting. They showed uh, here is what we picture hope being and it was like an old version of wonder woman not like age but like you know but like uh like the silver age run of wonder woman so back when like when she was in like sensational comics so i thought it was interesting because so at this moment time at the end of death metal wonder woman's dead but they had a they had a group meeting at the end showing that look what happened since a death metal there are multiple multiverses the idea now that they made their multiverse in Omniverse, more like Marvel, I believe. But the Omniverse is now so that, uh, like, we're in future state. 
so that there is a, a universe dealing with future state and it's kind of, and then they're also in, uh, the person I listened to that talked about said it's going to be, it's cool, which I, I'm still in, uh, the jury's still out for me. Cause I'm a person who likes, I don't want to say it's simple, but the idea of like, here is just this earth. Here's where they can connect like this because of this crisscross. And it's one earth you have to worry about. Now they made it sound like the gentleman I listened to. He goes, you can now have like John Ridley's black Batman go find a Bruce Wayne from a different universe, Batman and fight with like, maybe even like uh work with like uh Sean Murphy's the white, the white knight, which is the Joker being the Batman and have these big story arcs with like three different Batmans or like, I'm like, uh, okay, we'll see. I'm, I'm keeping it out there. Cause I heard like future stays being, uh, just started. I've heard good things. Also, they, they said they're a little light because obviously they're uh, like Batman. Batman has three different storylines in that one book, which is why it's fucking $9. You get the John Reilly story of Batman. You get an outsider story with uh, Signal and Katana. And then, uh, what is it? Uh, I forgot the other one. But I did want to say for if you guys like art that has a very like hyper-realistic, maybe anime-ish art, Pick up the Harley Quinn issue, like her own little comic. It's only four bucks. I thought, I'm like, wow, that art looks really beautiful. But yeah, apparently uh, Infinite Frontier is just going to be an omniverse. And I now respect the idea that why they're doing only like 34 issues, because they can, that could be a good platform and see how it goes. And we can put more stories out there out the wazoo at during it. Also, I forgot to mention... Uh, apparently, there's been uh, some data mining on Nintendo might be actually having a Nintendo Switch Pro coming out. And um, I didn't really look into it because it's still not going to be interested for me to buy one. But some of the things I saw through a uh, you know, little uh, headlines and shit, like, you know, better battery, better, gra- like, you know, a, a better screen on the thing. But yeah, it's still in the air. Nothing's been confirmed. But yeah, they've been talking about that. And then, uh, but yeah, you know, I don't want to kick you guys or try to drag this longer than it has to be. But no, uh, that was basically this week. It's been very quiet. Uh, I got to start. I got to figure out a better way to play Fortnite and stream it. I did like one quick hour like in the morning. and But I need to get some time so I can get some views. So yeah, follow me on twitch.tv slash Cousin Cecil, but this week's Hot Picks, uh, comics, I'm being nice to this one, because I don't even, the jury's still out on this, but uh, Eternals issue one comes out this, uh, is out either, I think it came out this Wednesday, so in the past, but while I have you here, I can also tell you some of the top 21, top 2021 anticipated comics uh, Reign of X's this year, which we've already discussed before. Uh, one that I that just caught my eye was uh, Lock and Key, which is uh, the it's now a Netflix show, but is a Joe Hill comic from uh, looks like it got acquired from uh, not probably maybe not acquired, but they they're now put mixing it Lock and Key cross Sandman, so it's gonna be a DC comic called Hell and Gone. 
And I think that's going to be really cool to have that that storyline of Lock and Key go into the Sandman universe. Very interesting. Of course, I've already said before, uh, you know, Alien, Alien and Predator comics from, from Marvel. But this one's an independent one from W. Maxwell Prince called Ha Ha. It's about a clown. Uh, and a thing involves, I think, uh, looks like uh, W. Prince is the, the horror anthology formula. He he writes horror comics. So it's going to be a fucking crazy looking clown comic of a horror, of the horror genre. That looks interesting. And then also I forgot to mention, um, Star Wars also announced they're making a, basically Star Wars The High Republic is going to be a vast uh, stretch of knowledge for the Star Wars universe that all this stuff happens during the glory days of the Jedi. So right, be, like, I don't want to call it before the Old Republic, but it's way before any of the movies or the Skywalker saga. And there will be comics. There are also going to be regular books. There's also, I think, going to be, uh, I think they're going to be shows, maybe uh, maybe like YouTube shows. I'm not 100% sure. But issue one of the comic High Republic is out from uh, Charlie Sleuth, I think his name is. Shoal? Charles Soul. He's done Daredevil and shit. I can't remember his. And X-Men. But it's like High Republic happens 200 years before the movie era. So that's interesting to know. Uh, Music. uh, This one's kind of a throw out of left field for me. Is uh, I've been listening on my Spotify because uh, just how... They need to work on that. For some reason, the Spotify app on PS5 doesn't like show my liked song track list, which is like over a thousand. It gives me like my little uh, folder playlist I can make and all that bullshit, but that's not the whole thing I want to listen to. But uh, this Fortnite Party Royale uh, playlist came up and involves this Japanese uh, artist named uh, Kenshi Yanzu. And so Kenshi Yazu, uh, placebo. It's off his album called Stray Sheep. And I just been in the mood of listening to it. Cause it makes me think I'm listening to like anime openers. Cause also this week's hot pick is going to be, uh, skate the infinite, which is the, the, ja- the anime skateboarding show. And that is SK and the number eight, the infinite it's on Funimation. You have to pay, at this moment in time of this recording, you'll have to pay the premium, be a premium member to watch it, but also give it maybe three weeks, maybe four weeks. And when they get the real episode, start rolling, comes out every Saturday. And you might be able to watch the first episode for free, definitely down the road. But yeah, that's it. You know, again, sorry to, I'm not going to hold you, hold you hostage for long. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Mike Fowler 93, uh, twitch.tv slash cousin Cecil. That's C U Z N C I S E A L. And then, uh, yeah, until next time, be good to each other and peace.
I use 11,780. They pushed me on and paced me. Anime moves. Those are the best. <laughs>